Welcome and thank you for listening to the CRC podcast brought to you by Pastor Ad Bosho. We believe that God is working across this platform to bring each and every believer revival throughout their entire lives. We hope you are inspired by this week's message. Let me continue in the vein that Pastor Rick spoke about this morning, the message, are you a risk taker or a safety seeker? One of the bad things that this pandemic has done, it's caused many people to move into comfort and safety zones. Well, it's time to get out. It's time to take a risk and come back to church in Jesus' Name. For some of you taking your mask off today, was the greatest risk you've taken in the last two and a half years. So are you a risk taker or a safety seeker? This whole world is programmed to tame you, to domesticate you and to make you average. Don't get your hopes up too high. Don't expect too much from God. Oh, just settle down. That's not meant for you. You're not as bright as somebody else. Well, I beg to differ. You were created in God's image. I don't care whether you're educated or uneducated. You hail from God. You have the seed of greatness on the inside of you. And God has destined you for great things if you believe it. Give the Lord an Amen. I tell you, I'm going to be fully ambidextrous, whatever that word is after this because my lefty is now becoming strong. Okay, Matthew 14, 22, the Bible says, immediately, immediately. I mean, you can read one word in the Bible and it should flick your switch. Immediately, Jesus made His disciples get into the boat to go before Him to the other side while He sent the multitudes away. And when He had sent the multitude away, He went up on the mountain by Himself to pray. Now when the evening was come, He was alone. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea, halfway to your dream, tossed by the waves of opposition and adversity. For the wind was contrary. We need to remember, if God gives you a promise, it's not going to be plain sailing. There will be opposition. There will be storms to overcome. There will be valleys that you have to walk through. There will have to be fires that you have to contend with. That's why you need to retain your fighting spirit in Jesus' Name. Now in the fourth watch, not in the first, not in the second, not in the third, just before the breaking of the dawn, Jesus went to them. Hallelujah. Oh, come on, look at somebody this morning and say, Jesus is here this morning. Come on, lift up your level of faith today in Jesus' Name. Jesus came to them walking on the sea. And when Jesus enters the equation, anything can happen. Let's not make Him some historical Jesus. Let's not put God in a fortress or in a museum. God's not dead, He's alive. Religion wants you to believe that God is dead, that God's arm is too short, that God cannot. But God Himself says, nothing is too difficult for me. God Himself says, the things that are impossible with men are possible with God, for with God all things are possible in Jesus' Name. So God can turn your setback into a comeback. God can turn your tragedy into a triumph. God will turn your mistake into a miracle. 
God will turn your test into a testimony. Listen, your better days are ahead of you. The final chapter of your life will be the best chapter of your life. Oh, come on, I can't jump up and down because of this shoulder, three ligaments. But there's nothing wrong with your arms. You can give the Lord a praise this morning, okay? And when the disciples saw Him walking on the sea, they were troubled saying, it is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. But immediately, Jesus spoke to them saying, be of good cheer, do not fear. No more, no longer shed a tear. It's a new day. Ach, kom toch nou asjeblieft, as a nieuwe dag. It's a new day, it's a new morning. Come on, His mercies are new every morning in the name of Jesus Christ. Says, be of good cheer. It is I, do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, come. What are people sitting and waiting for better days? You have to get out of your boat. You have to get out of your misery. You have to get up and get out of your depression. You have to get up from your television and come back to the house of God. Can I say Amen in Jesus' Name? So He said, come. You're not going to find Jesus sitting with the sitters. You're going to find Jesus walking with the walkers. You're going to find Jesus running with the runners. You're not going to find Jesus in the safety of the harbour. You're not going to find Jesus in the comfort of the boat. You are going to find Jesus in the distant horizons, in the deep unknown. Otherwise, you would not need faith. So your faith is a gift that God gave you to move mountains to create resources, breakthrough, where God placed you, Isaac. You don't have to move for blessing, you have to follow God. You can't be comfortable. One of the greatest diseases that this pandemic has brought is comfort. And I wanna say this, that comfort is a curse. When all the bills are paid and you just sit by yourself and you just mind your own business, and you no longer have that unction to function. You no longer have that unction to do something with your life. Well, Jonathan was smart when the Philistines camped and Saul was asleep under the pomegranate trees. Jonathan was smart enough, a young man, to say something has to be done. Because if we don't do something, God's not gonna do something. You pray, then God answer. You sow, then God blesses your seed. Come on. You forgive, then God reconciles the relationship. Something has to be done. We cannot be inactive Christians. Nobody will get saved if nobody witnesses to people. Now I'll say it again that this uh, pandemic has lulled people into a safe, comfortable zone. You, you, you study the trends in the world, most corporations are struggling with their employees, that they do not function at the same levels of productivity prior to the pandemic. As a matter of fact, in London and in England, a survey shows that people don't wanna work more than three days a week anymore. They would rather take less money and sit comfortably at home. Well, God created you to work six days a week. 
Six days of where God created you. That's not a curse. God created you to be a mover and a shaker. God created you to be a gopher. God created you to be a dreamer. God created you to be adventurous. Come on in the Name of Jesus Christ. While you sit sulking and sucking your thumb and blaming everybody else and acting the victim because of apartheid, nothing is gonna change. So God says to Peter, come. The 11 sat and watched. Peter got out of the boat and Pastor Rick spoke about it. Everybody talks about Peter's failure, but what about Peter's success? What about Peter that actually walked on water? The only other person in the Bible apart from Jesus who experienced what nobody else experienced. He started his journey in faith and maybe was overwhelmed by the storms and the circumstances as we sometimes do get overwhelmed. But hey, he cried out to Jesus and Jesus was there and Jesus lifted him and the journey continued, hallelujah. He didn't fly back to the boat, Jesus walked him back to the boat. I'll tell you, you may be walking on the water and you may be filled with doubt and fear and you may be sinking today, but if you get your eyes back on Jesus Christ, you are gonna rise above your trouble and your storms and with Jesus Christ, you are gonna walk to the boat And with Jesus, you are gonna get to the other side for the glory of God. Come on. The storm will not have the final say. Adversity will not have the final say. Your failure will not have the final say. It's not about falling, it's about getting up. It's not about sinking, it's about thinking up in Jesus' Name and calling upon the Name of Jesus. And I love that when He cried out to Jesus immediately. Twice we see the word immediately. Firstly, immediately Jesus told Him, get into the boat. So is the Afrikaanse deel van my preek, waarvoor wacht jy? Ek wacht vir werksgeleendheid. Nee man, gaan beginne werk. Ek wacht vir een deurbraak. Wees jou eie deurbraak. Immediately. Procrastination. The enemy of progress. I want to get a degree. When are you starting? I want to get my doctorate. When are you going to start? I'm thinking about expanding my business. When are you going to start? What are you waiting for? Ideal circumstances which will never be. I'm thinking about getting married. Well, find a wife. I'll say it again, find a wife. I'll say it again, find a wife. I'll say it again, find a wife. Now read into that, whatever you want to read into it. I almost got myself in trouble and I'm so glad that the Supreme Court in America overturned that vicious decision of 50 years ago where babies can be slaughtered and aborted at any time. I understand if there's a medical reason, but we are not just here to protect women's rights. We are yet to protect babies' rights as well. And what about the brothers? We've got some rights as well, okay? So Peter walked while the 11 watched. And in every endeavor organization, you get three kinds of people. You get the risk takers. They are the movers and the shakers. You get the caretakers that always 
tell you to be careful, and we need them. We need caution, especially if you're a risk taker. But if you know that you've heard from God, then the caretaker is not the one that you follow. And then of course, there's the undertaker, the one who sits and waits for you to seek. Thomas, when Peter got back to the boat, possibly said to Peter, I knew you were not gonna make it. I knew you were gonna sink. How many people are there like that? that always are sitting on the sideline, filled with criticism, waiting for you to make a mistake. But oh, they will never taste the sweet taste of victory. You may fail a few times, but you will venture further and you will go higher than those that just sit and watch in Jesus' Name. So risk takers are dreamers. Their lives are fueled by purpose. They are bold. They are courageous. They are strong. They are full of faith. So when Jesus calls us to follow Him in Matthew chapter 4, the words are very clear. Follow me and I will make you. I don't know why religion teaches that when you follow Jesus, you have to become a nobody. No. When Jesus puts His hands on you, He turns you from a nobody into a somebody. He gives significance to your life. He stretches you. He gives you a dream. He calls you into an adventure, into the deep unknown. So the call to follow Jesus is an adventurous one. It's a call to leave our fears, to leave our tears, our insecurities and our failures behind. It's a call to venture forth into the deep unknown. Because if you knew what tomorrow held, why would you need faith? It's a call to expect great things from a great God and to attempt great things for a great God. Can you say amen? Give Him a praise. Come on, hallelujah. So the life Jesus calls you is a life bigger than yourself. Can you handle it? I came into the ministry. All I wanted was to be a pastor of a little church. I never thought big. I just wanted to go to Lady Brand. And I thought if I could have a building 20 meters by 20 meters, I'd be the most blessed person in the world. You see, but God had a greater plan for me. So in a little place, God began to stretch me. In a small place, God began to change my thinking. God began to relocate my mind before God ever ever, ever relocated me to Bloemfontein. That's why every building we build we built the chapel the size of the first little church we ever built, 25 meters by 15 meters, so that I can remember that's where we started. That's how it all began. Do not despise the day of small beginnings, but do not get stuck in the place of small things. Oh, come on. Oh, come on. You may not have much today, but tomorrow can be a total different picture. You may not seem to be going anywhere today, but 10 years from now will be a total different picture for the glory of God. If you will be a dreamer, if you will walk with God, if you will put away your fears and your tears and your insecurities and your negativities and associating with a victim mindset and the entitlement mindset of this world and you decide I am different I hail from God I'm born from above I have God on the inside of me greater is He that is in me than he that is in the world the greater of the heavens and the earth live on the inside of me how can I resign myself to the mundane and to the small and to the average 
of this world, to the mediocrities of this world. No, there's something bigger on the inside. There's something greater on the inside. The same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells on the inside of me. That's why I'm not gonna fit in. I'm gonna stand out. I'm not gonna roll over. I'm gonna take over. Oh, come on. CRC in the Name of Jesus. Time to be a risk taker at the Word of the Lord, to step out, to venture further, to get out of the comfort zones of life and to dream again and to recover your losses and to take back what the devil has stolen from you in Jesus' Name. The Bible says if a thief is called, he has to restore twofold. That devil has to pay back. I said that devil has to pay back in the Name of Jesus Christ. You stand on your kingdom authority. You stand on the Word of God and you claim restoration. You shout restoration. You declare restoration. You call for the healing. You declare the promises of God, no matter the storm in Jesus' Name. God will give you double for your trouble. I said, God will give you double for your trouble. The enemy may steal from you, but God will restore. Read the book of Job and see the mercy of God. Then in 11 verse 32, the Bible says, the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. John 14, 12, Jesus said, he who believes in me, the works that I do, will he do also add greater works than these. Hill and killer, life is either a daring adventure or nothing at all. I go on holidays sometimes and I watch people that go to retire at my age. I'm more than 55, okay? And all they live for is to wake up and to play a round of golf every day of their lives. Make me puke. I mean, all some people wanna do is retire. You talk to them, I just want to retire. Or you talk to them, I just want to walk where it's, I want to move to a place where it's calm. Huh? I go to some of these places and I'll tell you after two days, I feel like going nuts. Because everything is slow. Service delivery is slow. People drive and you are attracted to slow. What's happened to you? What has happened to you? Think. Well, God's called you to a great adventure. All you want is You've lost something. Maybe if you're 85, we can have a discussion. But even Caleb at 85 wasn't ready to move to a little coastal town to just sit on his rusty dusty. He said, as was my strength when I was 45, so is my strength today. Give me my mountain in Jesus' Name. Some of you have to change your decisions because your best days are ahead of you. Your most productive days as a man is between 60 and 70 and then 70 and 80 and then 50 to 60. You are in your most productive time in your 50s and all you think is about retirement sits on you. Wake up. 
Get out of your comfort. Get a dream. Get a vision. Get some unction in your gumption. Refire yourself in the name of Jesus and get that retirement spirit out of you. Get that go slow out of you. Hey, your best days are ahead of you. Come on, everybody over the age of 50, jump to your feet. Come on, oh, and give the Lord a praise while I take a break. Stand to your feet and give the Lord a praise. Get rid of this go slow praise. Get rid of this half-hearted praise. Lift your voice, you have a voice. Come on, give Him praise. Give Him praise. Come on, the 50 years and above, your best days are ahead of you. You have learned, you have conquered, you have experienced. Think what you can do with your life in the next 30 years. Come on, if you don't slow down. I'm, I'm, I'm tired and I'm going to be offensive if you tell me I love you enough if you offend me again with Ek wil net gaan wat het bykie rustig is. If you move to one of those small towns you should become the mayor in two years and you should change the whole economy. You're not going there to go drink and play golf and get fat and lazy and die young. My word, I go and I look at these people and I will follow amper say oom, dan sal ek so ek. I'm serious. I don't think I'm, I do know that I'm great in God, but I mean, I'm not vain, like narcissist, okay? But I mean, I saw a photo the other day when Afis played great college and it's 40 years since I was finished with matric. 40 years, okay? It feels like four years. And I saw a picture of 25. Steve Hoffmay was at class with me, Elgart Miller. And I see these pictures, I recognize a few of them, and the others I thought, who the heck are these people? This was a clump wimmies. I know some wives are praying for their husbands, and I think you need to do more than pray. You need to get a firecrack and put it somewhere. You know, you know, you can decide where. Under the bed, amen. Or under the, 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 the chair where the brother sits. People really need a wake up call. They need a wake up call. They need a wake up call. You've got this one life and you have to make it count. And you've got your whole future ahead of you. And you want to resign to what? To mediocrity? To being a shadow of who you used to be? What's that? Passionate about God's kingdom and now? Can't put your foot in church? Neeman. Nonsense. There's a backslide. Mark Twain said, 20 years from now, you will be more disappointed by the things you didn't do than by the ones you attempted to do. So throw off the bowlines, sail away from the safe harbour, catch the trade winds in your sails and explore. Dream God's dream for your life and discover what is possible. Take risks. If you win, you will be happy. If you lose, you will be wise. 
Charles Stanley fears stifles our thinking and actions. It creates indecisiveness that results in stagnation. Hello, COVID. I've known talented people who procrastinate indefinitely rather than risk failure. Lost opportunities caused erosion of confidence and began a downward spiral in those people's lives. You don't dream, you regress. You do not pursue, you move back. Some of you, and I don't criticize you, I'm trying to activate you and encourage you, have not moved. Like that song we used to sing, we shall, we shall, we shall not be moved. We shall, we shall, we shall not be moved. And there's nothing that moves you. Because I'll tell you, the moment you are disconnected from God, and there's the core problem, you stagnate in life. You've lost your fire, you've lost your zeal, you've lost your passion, you've lost your pursuit of God. Hey, and if you lose your pursuit of God, you will lose everything else. You will lose your guts, you will lose your determination. You will not be empowered by the grace of God. So the best thing you can do, my brother, in the midst of the storm, be like a Peter and walk to Jesus Christ. Run to Jesus in your valley. Run to Jesus in your storm. And even if you falter and fall, He's gonna be there to pick you up again, to reassure you and take it to the other side and fulfill His promise for your life. Shout Amen in Jesus' Name. The sad fact is most people can do extraordinary things if they have the confidence, listen, and the courage. Yet most people don't because they sit in front of their television, television, bar, kruch, and treat life like it goes on forever. More as noch One day, no urgency. No awareness, no expectation, no now. Immediately, I tell my staff that you need to have a brill. Bewustheidsin, reaksiespoed, initiatief, logische denken. To do anything, be aware. Why must I make you aware of what is happening? You talk to people that don't have any worldview. They don't know what's happening in the world. Reaksiespoed. That means action, now, immediate, respond, now. Be aware, do something. Initiative is initiative. And the, the last one, logical sense. Luchesedenka. My mother used to tell me, and my brother always, that not everybody understands common sense. And common sense has become very uncommon. What is common sense to one person is a mystery to another person because people just don't allow the lights to be on. They choose. Because we were all created in the image of God, no matter where we come from. Educated, uneducated. If you don't have an education, you better be a reader. You better study. You better get an education. Because knowledge is a key for you to move from where you are. You can blame and you can toy toy and you can burn things, but it's not going to give you a better tomorrow. What's going to give you a better tomorrow is knowledge. My people perish for lack of knowledge. Is understand who God is, who God called you to be and rise above the norms of the day and the averages of the day. Even if the political dispensation does not favour you, the Lord is with you, Joseph. The Lord is with you, Daniel. The Lord is with 
with you, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. You can be 10 times better because you're walking with God and you can get favour in Babylon when all the princes of Babylon are against you. You have no reason to stay where you are. So people miss divine moments orchestrated by God. We talk about divine breakthrough. Divine breakthrough is not a prophet waving a hand. It's gonna be seizing the moments that are orchestrated by God. And unfortunately, most of these moments are dressed in overalls and disguised as hard work. Oh no, we want a breakthrough and we want an angel Michael from heaven. We want a prophet to just put something on us and everything should be different. No, God gives you choice and chance. God gives you an opportunity. God calls you, you answer. You move, then God moves with you. You're not gonna find God in the safety of the harbour. You're not gonna find God in the safe zones of life. Sure, when we go through difficult times and tragedy, we retreat to a place. Weeping endures for a moment but we never allow me weeping to become mourning. And when it becomes mourning, God turns our mourning into dancing. We don't live in our yesterday. Yes, we go through a season of sorrow, but we allow God three, four, five, six months later on to activate something in us again in Jesus' Name. I know there are times that life is harsh and you may just feel like you are surviving. That's okay. Just keep yourself in church. Keep yourself in the presence of God. Soon and very soon, the Holy Ghost is gonna come and He's gonna breathe life upon you again. He's gonna fill your heart with hope again in Jesus' Name. Sometimes we just go through the motions because the wind has been knocked out of our sails and God understands that. But we stay close to Jesus, amen? And we weep on His shoulder until He comforts us and gives us a word of restoration. But we don't pitch our tent in a land of hopelessness and despair. No, we remind God of His promises. Lord, You said, God, You promised. Father, the devil has stolen from me, but I know that You are the restorer. I trust You, God. Even when I'm weak, I choose to be strong. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'm not gonna allow what happened to me to define who I am. I'm gonna be stronger and I'm gonna be more determined and I'm gonna worship you louder. Come on, just like Job when he was knocked to the ground, he worshiped God. Come on, somebody in a crisis, somebody facing calamity, just lift your voice and worship God for a moment in this place today because He's worthy, He's here. He hears your worship. He receives your sacrifice in Jesus' Name, hallelujah. I have to close. Peter risked by climbing out of the boat. At the Word of Jesus. He acted on the Word of Jesus. Well, we have Jesus' words, the Bible. Then the prompting of the Holy Ghost. He got out while the others sat and watched. Think about it. He risked his life. He could have died. He risked being ridiculed, which he was. He risked failure, which he experienced, he risked getting wet, but he got out. I'd rather be a wet water Christian than a dry boat sitter. 
Thomas Eden says, I've not failed. I've found 10,000 ways that the light bulb does not work. So don't worry about failures. Worry about the chances you miss when you don't even try. Because the person who risks nothing, does nothing, has nothing, becomes nothing. He may avoid the suffering and sorrow that comes with possible failure, but he will never know what it is to learn and feel and change and grow and love and live. How do you live without a vision? How do you live without risk? How do you live without attempting? How do you live without doing what Jesus called us to do? Beautiful TV audience, you have to go listen. Trust God with your life. Give yourself to Jesus. Don't do this half-hearted Christianity. It does not work. Give your life to Jesus. Follow Him. Surrender all to Him. And then please, I beg you, get back to your local church. Whatever the name of your church, get back to your local church. Because coming to church is an act of worship and it's an act of continuous surrender to God as Lord of our lives. I love you. May you find God's will and may you experience joy as you find Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour in Jesus' Name. God bless you. Give them a hand clap. Amen. So the risk Peter took, there was nothing, nothing foolish about it. May have seemed foolish to everybody else. Like when God called us to do things, people looked and thought it was foolish. But if you hear God and you follow the unction of the Holy Ghost, there's nothing foolish about it. Peter stepped out at the Word of Jesus. How many words have you had? How many times have God given you a vision? And you are never going to see anything happen until you act on the Word of the Lord. There is a difference between faith, foolishness and presumption. But we're not talking about foolishness. We're not talking about being presumptuous. We're talking about being who God created you to be. A risk taker. A horse alive. A thoroughbred. Not a tame, dead donkey that somebody's trying to get to move. We're talking about somebody that is so full of the life of God that just at the nudges of the Holy Ghost, at the promptings of the Holy Ghost, they move. What's up with Christians sitting? We have the Holy Ghost. We have Jesus. We pray in tongues. We read the Bible. And sometimes we can't even get ourselves out of bed. Sometimes we can't even keep a job. Sometimes we cannot even be excellent in the place of employment and people work harder and get more results that party out there in the world till two, three, four o'clock. They energized by sin. We have the Holy Ghost and we are not energized. There is something wrong with that picture, my brother and my sister, because like Paul says, some of you were like those people in the world. You would be able to party every night till two o'clock, three o'clock, drink, 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 drink. Eight o'clock you at work and you have brilliant results. Next night you party again. Now we don't party, but at nine o'clock we tired. My word, I tell young mothers all the time, what's wrong with you? You're 30 years old, nine o'clock, you're tired. But before you got married, you were not tired. 
Is your husband that bad? Is your choice that bad? Are you so worn out suddenly that you're married? No, it's an attitude choice. Hey, Johannesburg, it's an attitude choice. Come on, act young again, think young again. Be that vibrant person that God called you to be. Refuse to be conformed to the same old, same old, same old, same old routine. Go burn your tracksuit that is five sizes too big. Get rid of everything that is unattractive in your cupboard. You get comfortable in your marriage, you get into trouble. You get comfortable in your workplace, you lose your job. Every day. You should go to that business to add value and you should be the best employee. You should be the Jacob working for Laban and that boss should know that his company is prospering because you work there. But there's no scripture in the Bible that justifies underperformance. Huh? Listen, it was funny. We celebrated Chanel, my daughter. She had tw her 28th birthday, my youngest girl. And we sat in this place where there's a trillion children, you know. That's trauma for me, okay. Five grandkids in two years are enough, but suddenly you're thrown in the mix with 500 kids. It's like, and I watched the dads. Hulle sit so, elkeen by tafel, met a groot bier, while the mommies run around. Although that's not good. You should co-parent. You should both be running around and you shouldn't be having those big beers in front of your kids in any case. You don't need beer. You need to be full of cheer. Be of good cheer. Amen. Get your life back. I said, get your life back. Get your life back. Get yourself back. Get your vision back. Get your unction back. Get your function back. Get your zeal back. Get your fire back. Get back whatever you've lost. Stop making excuses. Stop, 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 stop. Take your life back. I say take your life back. Take your life back. Take your vision back. Take your courage back. Take your strength back. Get into the presence of Jesus Christ and recover yourself in the name of Jesus so that you can be the mighty man, the mighty woman that God has called you to be. Somebody that ventures further, somebody that's unstoppable, somebody that will climb higher, somebody that's a climber and not a camper, somebody that's a mover and a shaker. Come on! Somebody that is a reformer and not a conformer. Get your life back in the name of Jesus Christ. Get your vision back. Get your confidence back. Get your determination back. Get yourself back in the presence of God in the name of Jesus Christ. Lockdown is over. For your business to flourish, you have to be activated yourself. For any church to flourish, the pastor, the leaders have to be reignited and activated. And I ask this all the time. Two weeks ago, we heard about God. And what's happened since you've heard about God? What's changed? Has this become a religion? Some of you need to get the hell in with the devil. You need to get sick and tired of being sick and tired. You need to get the hell in with being the hell in. You have to be activated. Listen. 
Rise up. Get out of that situation. Break that situation. Get out of that circle of negativity. Loose yourself. Shake the dust from your feet. Run back to God. I said, run back to God. Run back to Jesus. Oh, you better come back to Jesus. Not half-heartedly. Not with mediocrity. Not with lukewarmness. Get yourself back to Jesus. Get yourself back to Jesus. And if your friend isn't interested, leave your friend behind. If your husband isn't interested, you follow God, you serve God. Hey girl, you keep your vision. You run for God. You don't lose yourself in a relationship. Stand up in Jesus' Name by the power of the Holy Ghost. Oh, come on, give the Lord a praise. Everybody, give Him a praise. Come on, let's give Him a praise. Praise, 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 praise. Shake out the rust. Shake off the dust. Come on, shake out the rust. The rust, the rust, the rust, the rust, the rust. The rust, the rust, the rust. Get rid of the rust, the rust, come on. That which is clouding your vision, that which is clouding your faith, that which is clouding your zeal, that which is stealing your confidence. Come on, shake it off, shake it off, shake it off by the power of the Holy Ghost. Come on, you have to make a decision today. You have to make a decision today by the power of the Holy Ghost. Then God's grace will work. God's grace will work. God's grace will work. In Jesus' Name, thank you. Every head bowed, every eye closed, please. I've been a pastor over 35 years. I know Luke 35, but fact is I've been a pastor for 35 years. And I've seen it all. You lose your zeal for God, you lose yourself. And some of you are sitting here today, you need to recommit your life to Jesus. You're not going to get it done in your study. I've been in meetings where I knew God spoke to me and I've run forward. People thought, what's he doing there? God knew and I knew. Slow down? What does that mean? Wanting safe? What does that mean? It cost God everything. And then when Jesus has said that, it cost God everything again to send the Holy Ghost. Half-hearted surrender is no surrender. Partial surrender is no surrender. Reclaiming ownership of your life is losing the Lordship of Jesus Christ. I want every head bowed, every eye closed. Until we don't get back to God where we should be, nothing is going to change because your willpower is not enough. So look into your heart this morning. And if God's talking to you, I don't care if you're an elder, a demon, I mean a deacon. I don't care if you're a home cell leader. Because when you get lukewarm, the whole home cell gets lukewarm.
It's all over this place. You're standing in this place. Johannesburg, right there where you are this morning. Bloemfontein. Durban. Vintuk. Peter Maritzburg. Welcome. You're not there by accident. God has an appointment with you. Following Jesus means we, lose our, we leave ourselves behind. It's a divine exchange. The number one thing we leave behind is pride. The greatest sin, the I. I know God loves you. I know God wants to help you. But you're the only one who can answer God's invitation. Every head bowed, every eye closed. You say, Pastor, I need a fresh start with God. I want to re-surrender my life to Jesus. I want to come back to Jesus. Maybe like the prodigal son, you've left your father's house and today you want to come back. Maybe you've never given your life to Jesus. I don't know. But in your heart, something is happening and that's the Holy Ghost talking to you. And as you respond to Him, He's going to break the hold of the devil and break the hold of sin and addiction over your life. But you have to make that decision this morning. Every head bowed, every eye closed. They're in Bloemfontein, South North, right here in Tuani, Pretoria, in Johannesburg, all the churches, right where you are this morning. You say, Pastor, you're talking to me. I need to get right with God, back to God. If that's the cry of your heart, quietly, wherever you are, just raise your hand quickly. Slip it up, slip it up. But I want to say a prayer. Raise it high, high, high. Raise it, raise it, raise it, raise it, raise it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. God bless you, bless you. Raise it, raise it, raise it. God bless you, bless you, bless you. Raise it. Say yes, yes, yes. If you're not where you were, something has to change. Not rocket science. And you are the key. Choice. If things that held you captive before you got saved return to your life, you have to be radical. You understand? You can't play with it. You have to be radical. You have to burn it. With God, it, it's, it's either or. There's no, I'm slowly coming out. He says, come out now. So if, if you have an addiction, you have to go get all that marijuana, mandrax, whatever it is, whatever you're using. You have to go throw down the toilet today. If alcohol has become your boss again, you have to go today. I don't care if it's 50,000 rands worth of alcohol. So there's nothing wrong with drinking a glass of wine and etc. But if that is an addiction in your life, you should not touch alcohol. Somebody said, if I smoke, will I go to hell? No, it will smell like you've been there. So when you get to heaven, they're going to sanitize you. <laughs> Be radical. Oh, come on, man. Be radical. Be radical. Shake out the things of the world. Be radical. Be radical. Get rid of the devil. Get rid of the works of the devil. Break with the unfruitful works of darkness and taste the freedom of Christ so that you can experience what God has for you. Shout amen in the name of Jesus. Come on. Come on, my brother. I love you. Let's be free. And follow Jesus.
and finish strong for the glory of God in Jesus' name. What an honour to pray with each one of you. Will you bow your head, pray with me. Everybody pray with me today. Everybody. You can stand in your seat and make this decision today. Everybody pray this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, I give myself back to You. I surrender everything. And I thank You for the power of Your grace that breaks the yoke of sin and slavery over my life. I believe You died for my sin. I believe You rose from the grave. And today I accept You as my Lord and my Saviour. And I give myself to You to follow You all the days of my life. Revive me, quicken my spirit, restore my strength and give me courage so I can be all that You created me to be. In Jesus' Name, I believe the best days of my life are ahead of me in the Name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Give Him a praise, praise, praise. Come on. We hope you received exactly what God had in store for you from this week's message. If you have been touched by our ministry, you can help us achieve our mandate and win the lost at any cost by visiting our website at crcchurch.com. Thanks again for listening and God bless.